taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast, where the diaspora speaks. On this podcast, the whole objective is to get uplifting, encouraging, thought-provoking content out to the African-Semitic diaspora, which is you. Listen to this. Uh, if you can trace your uh, heritage back to the transatlantic slave trade or the Saharan slave trade, more than likely uh, you are a child of uh, Yaakov or a child of Israel, a child of Jacob, an Israelite, um, however you want to put that. Listen, uh, it's been a while. I know that it's been a while. Uh, my schedule has been crazy. Uh, there's been a lot of different life changes and all those different things. But listen, I think I have a, a better grasp of my schedule. And I think this will be uh, more consistent uh, now that that has happened. You know, all of us go through Evan flows of life. Um, and we thank the most high that he's able to take us through those Evan flows successfully. I hope everybody's been doing good. I hope everybody's uh uh, you know, uh, God has been blessing you. If you haven't been doing good, uh, uh, please, uh, you know, uh, send in those prayer requests um, to Jacob C. 12, uh, the Jacob C. 12, um, Jacob C. podcast, I'm sorry, um, at uh, gmail.com. I believe that's the email address. I'll have uh, the email address down in the description if it is the wrong email address. Also, you can hit me up on social media um, at Jacob C12 on Instagram and just search Jacob C12 on Facebook as well. Listen, we have a very special interview for you guys. Um, I think it's going to um, change your minds on a lot of things. It's going to challenge you. Um, this is one of those thought provoking um, interviews. It's definitely going to challenge you on your world view and what you think, but I think it's going to be good for us all. Um, I uh, got the privilege to interview um, the author, the educator, um, Kelly D. Vonner, um, and we're talking about her book um, called Deconstructing Race, Deconstructing Race. Um, I think it's a very important book. Um, it's kind of one of those books, it's like a grenade, right? It's, it's a small book, but it has a whole lot of power attached to it, so um I'm not going to be long on this intro. Um, we're just going to get right into the interview. Um, I interviewed her live um, at um, Restoring the Branches, um, the assembly that she leads there in Humboldt, Tennessee. Um, and I do apologize toward the end. I guess, uh, you know, folks are trying to go home. So you do you hear some vacuum cleaning or whatnot at the end. But that's all right. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this uh, this interview. And I, I pray that it blesses you. I think it will actually bless you. So let's get right into this interview. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, again to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. I'm your host, Yermi Yahoo, um, and this is going to be a very special episode. So I am here with <laughs> Kelly Vonner. She is, uh, she is a mother. She is a wife. She is, um, she is an author, and that's why we're here on this, uh, this episode. Um, she's also a prophet by gifting. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's one of the leaders at my assembly. We're right here live in Humboldt, Tennessee. 
um, at Restoring the Branches Ministries. Uh, we have a location right here in uh, Humboldt, also a location in Carruthersville, Missouri. Praise that God. started just today. So oh, praise yeah. y'all for that. Um, and, you know, an announcement right here. Uh, Jacob C. Podcast is, is part of the RTBM Network. <laughs> um, so if you're in the West Tennessee area, just uh, come by, whether you're in uh, Humboldt, near Humboldt, Jackson, Tennessee-ish, or uh, you're in western uh, Missouri, go to Carruthersville, first and third Saturdays of every single month. Oh, yeah. um, but just as the, the title suggests, we're talking about deconstructing race. Uh, but before we get into deconstructing race, um, Kelly, would you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me. This is like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my name is Kelly Bonner. Uh, as you have said, I'm a wife, uh, mother, educator, uh, lover of mathematics, lover of the word. Uh, and the father has placed in me the ability to write. And so I am a writer and an author um, and just blessed to live this life and to serve him so it's an honor hallelujah um so we'll get we'll get right into it so uh, the title of your book is called deconstruct race or deconstructing race what does it mean to deconstruct race um good question when i was sitting in a former assembly and that was the word that came over me deconstruct Mm -hmm. race and i'm like okay um, what do I do with that? Uh, and so I looked up the word to deconstruct and I basically have to take apart or examine something in order to reveal its biases, its inconsistencies okay. or its flaws. So um, we're exposing all the false information about something. That's good. False information. We're going to get we're going to get more into that later. That's good. <laughs> Um, also, if you have not gotten her book, um, you can get her book on Amazon. It's on Amazon right now. Um, so in your book, you say you want to expose the lawlessness of race. Expound on that, the lawlessness okay. of race. Um, so when we talk about lawlessness, First John 3 and 4 says whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And sin is lawlessness. So examining the sin of race. Um, and looking at, as we said, the flaws, the biases, the inconsistencies, we are identifying the lies, which inevitably point us to the father of lies. Um, and so when you define race, it's normally defined as humans divided by or based on physical traits. So we're only looking at what someone looks like or appears to be, and we never get to the soul of a man. Mm, That's good. That's good. The soul. of I like that. We never get to the soul of man. That's deep right there. I like that. I like that. (laughs) Uh, you, You also say culture should be uh, the distinction and not the divide. I really like that. Ex- explain that a little okay. bit more. Um, I was reading a book called Culturally Responsive Teaching in the Brain. Um, and Zaretta Hammond talks about the three levels of culture. You have the surface culture, mm-hmm. you have shallow culture, and then you have deep culture. And all of those things make us distinct. They make us special. They uh, pull out our dif- different ethnic groups, but it shouldn't divide us or make one superior over the other. Um, so she states in her book that the culture 
uh, is the way that every brain makes sense of the world. It's based okay. on your culture. Makes so sense. we live in a society where we are expected to conform to the dominant culture. Mm. Like other cultures are pressed down. They are oppressed. They're not made uh, to be distinct or important. It's wow. divided because you don't conform to this way. You know, your culture, your identity is not important enough wow. to be seen or a part of the majority. So it should be a beautiful distinction that makes us all valuable and new and unique. So that's really yeah. good. So it's so it's, it's you know, unscripted question here. But uh <laughs> So we should all, it's okay to be proud of your culture, Absolutely. whatever it is. So whether it's African culture, European culture, South American culture, but I guess we get in trouble when we say, well, my culture is superior to yours mm, or yes. my culture is a, you know, as they said back in the days, you know, between savages and civilized mm. and all of those kind of distinctions like that. And, and when, you know, I was thinking of the Native Americans, mm. like their culture was unique to them. And you look at the pictures where they had to conform or put on the suits or cut their hair or have right. to go to certain schools. Like you were trying to um, make them, quote unquote, civilized right. um, when you never looked at what made them distinct or unique. Right. You, you know, you took that. their resources, you mm -hmm. took those things. And you tried to destroy their culture. You just tried to destroy wow. an entire people. Right. So. And we're still going through that today. So Absolutely. it's, you know, um, as I'm looking at you and at my wife and your husband and our even Deacon here, there's certain jobs that you can't have because you have locks. Yes. But that's our African culture. Mm -hmm. um, we shouldn't have to conform to a majority culture. Right. Oh, that's really good. Um, you say when it comes to race, we are in a state of um uh uncritical acceptance of information mm -hmm. important word there's uncritical acceptance yes. of information do you believe that it's true about most things outside of race as well so whether it's politics whether it's education whatever it may be um how dangerous is that and how do we build a pathway to, in, to intelligent investigation of all things. And I asked that question just based on, you know, whole stuff with Trump and, you know, whatever Trump says, I believe, whatever Obama or Biden says, I'm just go blindly and believe that yes. without any, as you say, uh, uncritical, uh, ex uncritical acceptance. So how do we move toward intelligent investigation? Okay. So um, I had the book, but uh, Sanja in 2003 or in 2000 he had an article mm -hmm. and he talks about knowledge integration and there's four parts it's the resignation the deconstruction the reconstruction and the construction so the resignation is coming to a place where okay i really haven't asked why mm -hmm. so that's our uncritical um where did you still look at the, the question? uncritical acceptance? Yeah, the uncritical acceptance. Like we have to come to a place where, man, I've just believed that all my life without mm -hmm. asking any questions. And and I know we're talking about race, but for those who have, you know, been in the Sunday culture, like you believe that Sunday mm -hmm. was That's the good. Sabbath and you never ask. You never ask. So we all go through this process. You uh, you let go of that, and then you deconstruct. You begin to pull it apart. Right. You begin to pull it apart. Well, that's not the Sabbath, or that's pagan, or that's not true. Like, you pull that apart, and then you reconstruct, and then you move to the construction. Yeah. So this knowledge integration, it's always in those four steps. The resignation that, hey, I really haven't looked at that right. I really right. haven't 
asked why. I haven't asked the right questions. And when I have asked the right questions, I didn't get the answer that I wanted. So I need to pull this apart and right. see what it's really about. Politics. We always say you're either Democrat or Republican, and we choose to fight for that. Right. And we've never pulled it apart. We mm. never deconstructed it and saw, hey, there's two birds, two wings on the same bird. Like right, it's it's right. the exact same thing. They're trying to divide. They're not putting us together, right. you know, so. Right. That's good. And uh, once you, I was deep into politics once I, and then once I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, the same people in the Clinton circle, the same people in the Trump circle, and they having dinner and coffee and caught these folks at the cafe, <laughs> chuckling it right. up, having a good time. Having a great while time. While we out here fighting and busting yes. each other upside the head because you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat. Right. You're MAGA and you're Biden or Obama, whomever it may be. Um, and it's just causing more and more division when we don't um, intelligently investigate right. why we believe what we believe. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of us are in this uncritic, uncritical acceptance of information. Yes, absolutely. And as you say, we see that in the Sunday church, um, you know, no doing no shots. But I mean, <laughs> when's the last time you've actually really questioned what your pastor said? Right. Like literally like, is this really true or is this something I believe because I was told this mm -hmm. all my life? Yes. When's the last time you questioned your mayor? If you're a Democrat and you have a Democratic mayor, you just going because, oh, I've been told to believe this by my mom and my daddy, my church and whoever. Or if you're a Republican, like, why do you think the Republican is God's party? Right. Why, they say, well, right. why is that? Yes. Where does that come from? Mm. And we don't do any kind of investigation. No. We just believe it because either we're told to believe that way or we're just moving with the other sheeple yes. in a certain direction. So <laughs> that's really good. Uh, so when when talking about race, you discussed the element, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And it's a, you know, a huge debate now. You know, should should your kid be in public school? We see the the we kind of see the fall of the American public school system mm -hmm. right before our eyes. A lot of people are snatching their kids out of the public school system, putting them in a the private school yes. or a lot of them are just, you know, because uh, in Tennessee, we have like the K through 12. So you can just put your kids on online school mm -hmm. like you ain't got to send them to school right you can you can do homeschool and then still be hands off right you can sit in front of this computer and learn something <laughs> yes right so we're having that whole debate and that's that's nationwide so when it comes when, when talking about race you discuss the element of schooling versus education yes uh, can you break that down for what's the difference yes so um schooling is I hate to say it because I'm an educator, but uh, it's more conformity. Like, like as an educator, I teach the standards. I don't teach culture. I don't teach. Um, I'm not paid to teach students to to think for themselves or wow. to to investigate who they are as a people or to know their history and to embrace all these things as you you go forward and, and pick up things as you go. Like I, I'm teaching you a math standard, uh, but schooling is more about conformity, mm. conformity to the majority, con conformity to the standard culture or the expectation of the people who created the school system in the first place. So, I mean, I'm seeing that we just move kids through. Wow. And we're not teaching them anything that would be culturally stable for them outside of American culture because the school system is very liberal in their thought and how they do things. Um, 
And so it's, it's very difficult to be there. Uh, if you're not able to shine light, you just fall within, you see kids fall through the cracks. You see, um, kids just, they don't, they're not, they're being in school. They're going through schooling, but they're not receiving an education. They're not picking up anything that can truly be applied to their lives that benefits them, that reflects who they are. Um, and so there is a difference. Um, so we can have a whole lot of schooling and little education. Uh, I have a quote in my room by Theodore Roosevelt that says to educate a man in mind and not in morals is to educate a minister society. Wow. Yes. And so when we're just getting schooling, we are educating a minister society because we're not adding the morals. We're not adding those things that matter. Um, and and I'm going to jump ahead, but that's, I thought the most critical thing is that we live or our education system is borderline godless. Wow. Like the only yes. time we say yes. it is when they do the Pledge of Allegiance, right. uh, one, one nation, nation under God. God. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you have kids that won't stand for that. And I'm like, I can't blame you because it's not liberty and justice for everyone. For I was like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> so why don't you put your hand over your heart? Because. It ain't true. Shemaiah's right. I'm <laughs> not doing that. And, you know, um, so, and my kids see that every day. It's in bright and yellow, you know, that no, to educate a man in mind and not in morals is to educate a menace to society. Mm. You, you have to know more. You have, you, you just can't be mediocre and get by. A D is not good enough. Right. You know, and, and I have many students that, hey, I, I pass. That's not good enough. Right. Um, and so, you know, with the American system, we see that prison, the pipeline idea. Um, and we're not learning information that is valuable to their identity because history and culture, they are interrelated. They go hand in hand. Right. So. Um, and I think another unscripted question, but, uh, you know, right now in, in this country, there's this fight with the, uh, I forget what they call it, like critical race theory. I yes. think that's what it's called. So if, if, if you don't know, if listeners don't know what critical race theory is, it's pretty much simply stating that number one, African history does not, African American history does not start at slavery. Mm. Number two, Europeans enslaved Africans. Very simple. A lot of schools, especially in the South, do not teach either one of those. Mm. And now when you're forced to actually teach culture, educate, now there's literally marches on every state capital. I don't want to do that. Mm. And unfortunately, you know, not to, we're talking about deconstructing race. I want to pick on one certain person or people (laughs) group. But in watching all this stuff unfold, whether it's Fox News, NBC, whatever your flavor is, the only people I see marching on the state capitals, the only people I see on CNN, CNBC, Fox, whatever the flavor is, are middle-aged European women mm. that have an issue with this. Because usually we know that the school system is majority middle-aged yes. European women that that's teach. That's very true. So I guess now they're challenged to teach a culture that's not theirs. Yes. And at the same time teach the atrocities of their own culture, and now now that's a problem. Yes. Me edu- let me school. Mm. I can do that. But when it comes to education, let's yes. get down to the identity of my students and understand that all my students don't look like me, vote like me, talk like me, go to, to, they're not a part of the same worship service as me. 
now I have an issue yes, to teach stuff because like that. It, if I have to teach those things, then I'm going to miss the ability to conform, mm, you know? Yeah. And so, and then I do tell my students when, when they ask different questions, you know, I'll point, no, 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 no. You, it was way before that you were Kings and Queens and they Absolutely. don't know that. Mm -hmm. And so they conform to what, uh, our dominant society says they are, you right. are, you know, just a little, another, Negro or what you're just and that that's all you are my kids will say that when they use the n-word in class I'm like don't do that and the, and my kids will say what do you mean we we, we black so you right. have made black a some synonymous with being just another nigga right you have you have allowed that to perpetuate Message. in your mind so it's like <laughs> no we no you're more than that um principal cafe has a book motivating black males to succeed in school and in life and then that he says, history and culture are interrelated. When you study a people's history, you are studying a culture, a way of life. And by familiarizing yourself with the history and culture of your students, you are in a much better position to mm. teach your students. That makes sense. Period. It makes perfect sense. So if the majority of our teachers are um, middle-aged white women in public school right. and Christian Right. Then you should be wanting to embrace and make the connections right. and have eyes of compassion and see those that are right. oppressed and, and have need. You are you should want them to know who they are. Right. But you know, I, I can't do that if if all I've done is school and I'm in a neighborhood like like, for instance, uh, you know, I live in Memphis. So the neighborhood I live in is majority Muslim. Mm. So if I'm a middle aged European woman. And my class is like 20, 30 percent Middle Eastern Muslims. And I'm a middle aged white woman Christian. Yes. It's hard for me to educate. Hard to educate. Or if I'm in South Memphis or if I'm in South Jackson or if I'm in Humboldt and I'm a middle aged European, what, 50, 60, 70 percent of my yes. class is going to be African-American. Some of those African-Americans know that they're Jews. They're not coming to your church. They don't want anything to do with your religion. Mm -hmm. Now, now it gets difficult for me yes. to educate. Yes, because if my unconscious bias mm -hmm. is, quote unquote, white is right, mm -hmm. then I don't want to. Gotcha. I don't want to learn about your history. Wow. I don't want to learn. Why would I do that? That's that's good. It's not right. That's good. Yeah. So I, I was uh, and I'll tell the story. But because you said, why would I? So yes. I remember um, I'm, I'm trying to learn stocks and all this other stuff uh, just to get a better I always want to get a better, you know, a broader worldview to understand things, how stuff, you know, interacts with one another and all this stuff. But there's this guy, um, I'm not going to name his name on this podcast. <laughs> I, he may be, uh, you know, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I follow him and there was asked a question of him, like, why aren't we taught this kind of stuff? So investment, stocks, wealth, why aren't we taught that in the public school? Mm -hmm. And his response was, why would they mm. teach you? Mm -hmm. If I'm the lion, how, why would I tell the antelope how to escape? Mm. I need you to eat. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell my food how to get away. I need to keep eating. Yes. So it's your job to figure out how to get away because mm. I ain't never going to tell you. Right. So that's kind of the, the, the conundrum our, our kids are in. Yes. Like they'll never, the school system will never tell you who you are, mm. how you got here. And why you here? How do you? How do I succeed? Yes, 
you got to, unfortunately, you got to find that stuff out on your own. Yes. But hopefully we have parents like you, myself, and your husband, and, and my wife, and different people at the assembly that's telling their kids the truth about yourself. Hey, you know, if you haven't heard on this podcast already, if you are an African-American, more than likely, <laughs> you are a Jew. And I ain't talking about just a Jew by Ashkenazi or Sephardic, like you the Jew of the book, bloodline. Mm, That's on. you. They talking about you. So when they talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, them your people. <laughs> Moses is your cousin. You know, the, the, the person that the world knows is Jesus Christ. Like he's he's your brethren mm. by blood. By blood. So that should give you a better, like you should feel some kind of pride about that. Mm. Not puffed up. Yes. But you should feel some kind of, man, I'm I'm important. Yes. But if they no one ever tells you that, how would you mm-hmm. know? Like, I am somebody. I am somebody. Jesse Jackson was right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you also, you you mentioned the the lies. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned that. So you have a section of the book that talks about truth and lies. So being an educator, you see the lies, and we kind of talked about this already, but you see the lies that are being fed to our children every day uh, through this uh, social system. What would you say are the biggest lies being fed to our children? And as parents, how do we help our kids walk in the truth? Okay. Um, I had said it earlier, but it's it's the godlessness. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I'm just the increase in homosexuality, mm-hmm. um, the increase in, you know, do as thou wilt. Um, you just see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That they don't acknowledge their creator. Wow. Romans one. And so mm-hmm. therefore I can live however I want to live wow. and it's okay. We are teaching them, but not teaching morals. They have no moral compass Wow. and you can see it. So that's the minister society. That's, there yes. <laughs> there, there is no moral compass. And so, um, you know, you know, my people perish for a lack of knowledge and and all of those things, but they are void of the idea of a creator. Like mm-hmm. I can talk to my students and, and they're quick to say to another student, man, go to hell. And then they'll be like, oh, I'm already going. And then I'm like, OK, guys, look, um, I think you have a <laughs> false reality of that. Like you and, and, and they listen to me, but I'm like, guys, like, no, you're saying that. But in. If you really think about it, if God says that he will wipe every tear away from your eye and there will be no more sadness, then your mother cannot remember you. There's no mourning. So you won't exist. There is no just go to hell and you think you're going to kick it and run it and rule it. No, you won't exist. That fire was not created for you, you will not right. survive it. Not, yeah, I don't think people realize, and that. they don't, and then yeah. that's when. <laughs> so they live because they've seen. Oh, uh, he lived this way. He lived this way, and he dies, and he's on a t-shirt now. And we talking about fly away, fly. He must be up in heaven. Right. Happy birthday in heaven, and all this stuff Crippin going in on heaven. in heaven, huh. and. No, that's not how, that's not how that goes. You've been fed a false reality and it goes from generation to generation. And that's what I talked to my principal about. I was like, there's a lack of ownership. That's good. Um, there's a lack of stewardship. So our, our students come here and they don't feel like they're really belong or there's a lack of there's a lack of ownership because they're used to renting they're used to borrowing they're used to i just stay here i don't live here Mm -hmm. there's a difference and so when they don't have ownership no you're not invested 
That's true. You're not invested when you don't have ownership and they're not in bed. They don't see the importance of an education right now. I can get money real quick. Yeah. Anytime I want it. Why do I need this? Mm-hmm. I'm never going to use this in life. Wow. I don't see me going to college. I don't see me doing those things. I, and even if you didn't go to college, I don't see it necessary to make a honest living. Right. And so void of a knowledge of a creator and that, no, you are responsible. Yes, you do have to answer. And we just keep teaching standards. We just keep right. teaching standards. And that's sad. And we don't teach morals. So so how, so, so is, what is the pathway for me as a parent? You know, my kids are in public school. How do I, with lie, that lie being there, how yes. do I help them see the truth as a parent? There's so many parents not doing their job. Mm-hmm. There's so, I mean, I, we, we're selfish people. And um, I think that we have to keep telling them who they are. That the best behavior is the behavior that's modeled. Right. So if they see you humbling yourself under the hand of the Most High and serving and being a witness and being a light, then that's the best example. They're they're going to follow what they see. Gotcha. And so we have a, a lot of kids following, twerking, following, I date so-and-so, so-and-so, I sleep with so-and-so, 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 mm. and because my mama do it, because right. my daddy did it, it must be okay. Gotcha. So we have to show them something different. Gotcha. It's not enough to say it. We have to show it. That's good. That's yeah. good. So show them. Yeah. Show them. Um, so can you briefly talk about the need uh, – for someone to be validated by their oppressor and the fallacy in that thinking. Cause you talk about that in your book, like, yes. you know, uh, <laughs> the danger, the danger of not deconstructing race is me as an African man. I want to find my validation in the European who yes. oppressed me. Yes. So, so talk about the fallacy in that and, um, and that just, yeah, all that. Yes. So, um, in the, it's one of the books that I read was Ashley Montague in 1942. He wrote the fallacy of race and he calls it the biggest myth ever. Mm. Um, but one of his quotes is we must be constantly on our guard against subscribing to a lexicon of unsound terms of which we elect ourselves, the guardians and make ourselves the prisoners of our own vocabularies. Mm. So, like we have we have put a a a chain fence about being black and proud. Yeah. But somebody else gave you that. Right. That wasn't who you were defined by from your creator. Right. You know, who did he call you? Right. He didn't who call did he black? It, it, right. Come on. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just passed down. Well, and you know, and it's and I say like they call us black because they don't want to call us royal. They don't want to call us. Mm, that's good. You know, they you call know, us it, black because they don't want to call us royal. I like that's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but I mean, you you just see that, and it's and it's hard, but it's true. Like we we are black power, black pride, black this, black that, but we hold on to Greek ideologies. Man, make it make sense. Yes. So prideful by and, and saying and no knock Make again, no sense. knock, no knock. But a lot of folks, y'all listening to this podcast, <laughs> y'all pro black, but y'all still y'all y'all deltas, y'all alphas, y'all sigmas. Those are Greek people. Those are Greek people. Now, obviously, there are Africans in Greece because <laughs> when we got scattered, we got scattered everywhere. 
but is that Greek mentality or worldview, is that of the creator? Is that of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or is that of Alexander? Mm. Is that of uh, Pluto? Mm. You know, who, what is this? Where is this ideology you coming from? Where is yes. it? Where is it coming from? Because, like you said, it's not from the creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, some of the questions: How can we allow people who saw us as nothing define us today? Wow. You know, the Torah says no partiality. Mm-hmm. Torah also says do not oppress your brethren. So they had they couldn't see us. Right. As children of Israel, because you would be breaking Torah. That's right. To oppress. That's right. Yeah. You know, so we as a people have abandoned our culture to cleave to a, a Greek thought. We have allowed the idea um, that oppressed us to define us. Mm. But we must come to the sun to be free. That's good. And and we don't want to embrace truth. We like the lie. It's we comfortable. Love the lie. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's comfortable. Absolutely. So. Uh, we talked about that just, you know. Uh, in Torah class, how the why can't people? Uh, I, even my mother mentioned one of her friends who's she just likes to read, mm-hmm. and one of her favorite books is the Bible, not because it's morality or whatever, because it's just it's a good read. Yeah. <laughs> so she's read the Bible thoroughly over, you know, however many times she's read it, but still doesn't understand why she needs to keep Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't understand why I can't eat my catfish anymore. Mm. Still can't understand why I need to come to the feast days mm. and how to treat my neighbor still don't understand like you know she lives out in the countries i don't know if she has a farm or not but at least you know in a tech world okay why can't i start a business on a shemitah mm. year i don't want to get it <laughs> but you've read this thing over and over and over yeah. again but when the lie is so loud yeah. and so comfortable i'll never see the truth unless mm. you know as 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 the uh, apostle john says unless he he draws he draws yeah he draws absolutely you. so that's good i like that and uh, t- unfortunately we have a lot of I mean, way before the character I'm about to mention, but we have a lot of Bojango-like people. Mm. You know, I know that's derogatory <laughs> to hit somebody some kind of way. Somebody cringed. It's okay. Uh, but if you was if you was raised in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you know who you definitely know who Bojangles is. Mm. Um, the tap dancer that was tapping with Curly Sue, and that's why all the black people say if if you tap dancing to the man, you mm. Bojangle. Mm. Uh, you know. The 80s going forward, they use another term. They used to call you a coon. Mm. I'm trying to be a little bit more discreet, I guess, softer. So we'll use, right, we'll (laughs) we'll, we'll say Bojangle. Uh, uh, But it's it's dangerous. Um, And literally, and again, not throwing shots, but we see it's dangerous to try to get your affirmation from somebody who doesn't even see you as fully human. Right. Right. And we see that. And, and I'm not throwing shots at the brother because I still respect the brother for what he did up until the point where he thought he needed a, a Europeans man approval. But we look at Ben Carson, mm. great example, brilliant mind, first person to ever, you know, separate the brains of, of little babies. I don't mm. even know what that surgery is called, but they, they called, they just, they said he was the hands. Mm. That's how cold he was at surgery. Great life. I don't need anybody's approval. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. But all of a sudden, he gets into politics. And instead of being independent, I'm going to go to the GOP, which is predominantly not even middle age, just old European men that run the world, elitists, Mm. right? I need to prove myself to them. And what do they give you? They just put you off in the corner somewhere and say, well, you're from the projects, so you're over hood. Mm. Huh? And you just accept it. Whatever they say, it's it's gold. It's good, and we saw we saw the quick downfall. Like, like black people don't even respect you no more, bro. Mm. Well, not black. 
African Americans, <laughs> the Africans that used to love you, mm-hmm. like myself, I dressed you dressed up as Ben Carson Aww. for career day. You know, can't respect that, brother. Like that's the mind job that's been done to our people, not just in slavery. We ain't talking about slavery. We're talking about right now yes. today. Yeah. So, because there's still like a mental, it's a mental hole mm-hmm. um, because we haven't fully turned. To the father, we haven't right. fully chose to follow your shoes, so there's still this mental hole. Like, you know, I don't know if in this society we as a people will ever be good enough. You know, because right. like you may see, like they have a nice house, and then you—it's a bias to assume that black people or so-called black people don't have nice houses, or right. you see them in a nice car, and you're like, wow, like it's like a. Mm-hmm. Oh, like they're not supposed, you know, it's just, it's just this, just this conditioned culture that has divided. Right. And white is right. Right. And it it has been like that, but, and it's hard to, to undo what's been done. Right. Um, And some of the people that need to undo what's been done are the people who did it. Exactly. You know, Um, so. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. And unfortunately it's, it's covered the world so you even go to the, you go to the motherland and white is still right yeah You're like man oh, wait a minute yo from 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 morocco down to south africa like this country is 98 percent african <laughs> y'all have a few people scattered in northern africa a few europeans in southern in southern africa but everything else is why are y'all pandering yeah. to these to your oppressors like this it's crazy but again we look to men to give us our identity. Right. That's where we fall. Yes. Your identity is found in the scripture. And everybody yeah. in there, everybody, yes. go to the bare sheet, Genesis. <laughs> Every everybody, tribe yes. is up in that They're joke. In there. So find your tribe. Everybody. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more questions. A couple mm-hmm. more questions. It's been a good interview. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. <laughs> like it. like it. I like it. Uh, and y'all been trying to get her on this podcast for a long time. So I'm glad I finally got her. So, and, and y'all listening to the fruit of it, y'all know why I've been trying to get on here. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, you say we must have courage mm-hmm. to desire truth. Yes. Why do you believe courage is necessary to desire truth? Yes, because it means that we are no longer willing to conform to this world's man-made flawed structures. Mm. It takes courage to be free, to swim against the world's current, to humble ourselves, to turn on uh, the light of truth in a world full of darkness and lies. Um, so it takes courage because in Revelation it says the cowardly will make it. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's like, hey, you better stand up. You better yeah. choose. You better do something. But, like, no, you can't just sit on the sideline and That's keep right. watching it happen. I think uh, we, we say something um, if. If, if one man is not free, then no one is free. Like, I'm not free that's, till that's everybody right. else is free. So you need to be free of your idea that you're superior. You need to be free of your idea that you're inferior. Like, you need to be right. free from all of that, you know? And uh, we our, our eyes are just tainted. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That's good. Uh, so moving on, you know, I got, you know, I don't want to hold you here too long. <laughs> we both got places to be. It says, um, so this this the big the big question, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you and your husband um, are parents of three African boys. Uh, me and my wife are parents of three African girls, 
And after reading your book, I do agree that race is a social construct. Mm-hmm. So when you get on that little thing, what kind of race are you? You black, African-American, European, right. non-Hispanic. So I'm going to start and, and I encourage all the <laughs> listeners, mark other right. and put whatever you think that you are because you ain't black, you ain't white. Heck, if you think yes. you Judah, put Judah. You want to be Israelite, yes. put Israelite, right. whatever. I'm, I'm, I ain't, what I'm going to do when I get my money is expensive. I'm going to do the, uh, I've already done the. Uh, just a regular ancestral deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give you, the, you know, they give them the DNA, and they come back and say, "Hey, you're from West Africa or wherever." I want to do the African DNA test. Mm-hmm. I want to know down to the very tribe. Mm-hmm. So from now on, when you ask me, you black, you African American, I'm Igbo, <laughs> I'm uh, Yoruba, I'm Igbo. Right, that's you good. Know, I'm Kosa. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm not yes. black. Mm. I'm I'm part of a tribe and a mm. people that has a culture and a history. Right. What it, black is a color. It's mm. a crayon. Right. What history? <laughs> what history does that have? Right. I don't know. Right. So, and then knowing the history of that, it's like, oh, okay. When the Europeans made the map, okay, there's a bunch of black people here. Let's just call this place Niger. Mm. Um, this guy looks dark. Cause even in even in the well, we still in the Bible times, but even in the New Testament, like mm, we're not gonna give this guy a name. He's just dark, so we're just gonna call him. <laughs> Niger, <laughs> and we know from Niger we get the word nigger. So just yes. look it up as in the dictionary. It's yes. that's the progression. Just you dark. We don't know nothing else about you, but you dark. Mm. So, but anyway, we're we're both parents yes. of African children, right? Um, and although race is a social construct, uh, the truth of the matter is our children are being raised in a world where most people mm-hmm. do not do the hard work of deconstructing race. Right. So how do we raise our African children in a way that allows them to see their skin as beautiful and teach them how to uh, confront or deal with racism? First question. Yes. Also, what is a healthy way to teach them that because of your skin, you will be at a young age seen as a threat? And how do we deal with a society that discriminates based on color of skin? Mm. So that's a lot. That is. If you need me to repeat anything, I will. Okay. Um. <laughs> Um, Principal Kafele says our children's history is their and our collective past of which we are both a product and a reflection. Mm. Um, I remember we it was during Black History Month and, you know, I just asked my oldest son, I was like, who are you? And his response was, I am a son of Jacob. Oh, that's good. You know, so, you know, when I, I think about my students and I think about my kids, when when I say, who are you? There I am, mm-hmm. you know, we, we as parents feel that for them. Right. We, we feel that. So when, when someone asks them or when someone comes with the negativity, they have, um, from the people they trust and love, have, have, we've told you exactly who you are. We right. told you exactly who you belong to. We told you exactly who you serve. So these people who are just drops in the bucket of time, right. who have not truly invested in you, they don't know you. Right. I know who you are. God knows who you are. Absolutely. And so it's, we have to make enough emotional and and beautiful investments pouring into them. So what the world thinks Right. Will be a scratch of the surface. Like we have dug deep into, we have poured so deeply into them that they can't be shaken out of that, that they won't lose who they are. Um, You know, teaching my 
sons that they will be a threat it's and I'm looking and I look at them and I hear them talk and it's just so sweet but one day they will be someone will be afraid right. of them and they don't even know them right right now especially your two yes. oldest they will I mean Tamir Rice was 12 yes and they thought they, they shot him down like a grown man because they have been conditioned to see us mm-hmm. you know as a threat or um our life is not as valuable mm. And so then uh, we're still against Torah. Yeah. Still against Torah. Yeah. And so if we live in a godless society that is void of Torah, um, then justice will come. Not yeah. in the way that we think, but uh, God defends the fatherless, the widow. He defends the apple of his eye, mm-hmm. period. Um, and so like, I, I never want them to conform to this world, but you have to be able to live within it. You have to be able to, they call it code switch, but you have to be able to. Um, so, I mean, I don't know that one. I, I mean, I'm, (laughs) they're still just, I mean, I have a 14 year old and he is oblivious (laughs) to some things. Um, but he knows who he is. That's good. And so he's going to go into high school and, you know, having another high schooler try to define you or having your teacher try to define you, right. you know, we're not having that. Right. So, um, yeah, they will be discriminated against because of the color of their skin, because we have a lot of people who are remain in ignorance. That's right. Um, and, and that is why they won't be able to see the soul of a man. Gotcha. So, so um, that's, that's good. That's good. So unfortunately, I guess we can't, we, you can teach your kids so much, Yes. but you can't, teach other people's kids you can't teach grown people because uh, good example i remember we we all went to nashville went to the whatever that bookstore is called a big bookstore mm-hmm. and um i mean your boys are just being them themselves <laughs> they're not they're i mean they're not a threat to anybody yes. uh but you know i'm seeing them walking down the aisle i'm seeing the you know the ladies clutch their purse or the, the guys look to the side and i'm like you know hey uh hey boys how about y'all you know you yeah. come over here hey you know Oh, well, I was looking at this, but I understand. Just, yeah. just come over here for a second. Just, mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. Just <laughs> understanding the, the atmosphere and like, okay, these Europeans <laughs> believe that you're 14, but in their head, like you're a 24-year-old yeah. menace. Mm. Like, come over here for a second before yeah. somebody calls the cops yeah. or somebody makes a wrong move. Mm. Like, we're in Tennessee. Everybody, everybody holding <laughs> Everybody holding a piece of steel right. on their pocket. I don't want nothing crazy to go down. Yeah. Uh, but just understand this is the world we live in. And unfortunately, we don't want to pander to those people who try to define us as less than who we are. Mm-hmm. But we also have to be smart and be like, man, yes. you got to teach your children how to be safe. Right. So if that means yes, sir, no, sir. Very true. That, that's not being a Bojangle. That's yeah. not being a coon. That's making it home. Right. Yes. So you got you to gotta be, you know, it's, 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 as they say, as shrewd as a serpent. And as soft as a dove, mm-hmm. you got to be smart and you have to be humble. Yes. You got to make it. That's home. very true. So. And at the very, like at the very beginning of um, my book in Ephesians 4 and 25, therefore having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor for Absolutely. we are members one of another. Um, so, I mean, we have to really to look at that, that all, all, lies are confronted with the truth mm-hmm. we shine the light so That's you good. know you just black no baby the tires are black 
Copy paper is white. <laughs> We're all brown. Right. You might be a tortilla. I might be some mocha. But we brown. <laughs> we all brown. <laughs> right. So don't come. No. That's that's right, number right. one in your right. uh, check mark of superiority. No. We're all brown. All of us. And that's, so. and that's something. Somebody <laughs> know. Oh, what do, you, what do you mean, Kelly? Like, okay, look it up. This is not Jeremy Yahoo's opinion. This is not Kelly's opinion. This is scientifically proven, geneticist, peer-reviewed. There's no one on planet Earth. Zero people. Not even albino. Everyone has melanin. Right. So Michelle Obama has melanin. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump has melanin. Obviously, the one has more than the other. But it's melanin popping. Right. Everybody got it. Everybody that's, that got doesn't make, it. that's not what makes you, your culture is like you said, what's making you unique, mm. not the color of your skin. Facts. Not yes. the color of your skin. Because right. there's some people um, who you can say, like, for instance, I mentioned South Africa. There are black and white people, I'll just use those terms for a second, mm-hmm. in South Africa. Here's the beauty, though. If you grew up after apartheid, both of those people, who have different color skin mm. share the same culture. Mm. So what, what do you say about that? So what do you call them? Do you go there and call, hey, you're a white man, you're a black man. They might say, no, I'm, we're both South African. Right. And this is how we move as South Africans. Yes. Now there's deeper into that and there's tribes and all, I get all that. So don't give me comments and all that. I get all that. <laughs> but at the same time, they're both South what, what if you have somebody who, two patriotic people who just love America mm. and they live in Tennessee. We, you know, this is our home, Tennessee. Like, uh, and they choose to say, well, I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm a mm. Tennessean. Mm. And this is how Tennesseans move. Mm. What, do you, what do you do with that? Mm. That's you know? It. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, when you start not defining people by what they look like. Right. And start defining them about who they really are. Mm. Wh- who's your tribe? Yeah. How do you think? How do, what is your world view? And then quit trying to put everybody in a box for right. something because uh, there was a uh, individual who was here a few weeks ago and that person was like, man, uh, you know, come to this assembly for a while and I just can't figure you guys out. Or are, you, are you are you Jewish? Are you Orthodox? <laughs> you Black Hebrew Israelite? Are you Messianic? Like, I, I don't I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I can't. I can't. Gra-. And I was like, exactly. You right. can't. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to. <laughs> So whether in this assembly, so mm. restoring the branches, if you, again, if you're in Humboldt, Tennessee, <laughs> if you're in Carruthersville on first and third uh, Saturdays, come check us out. But if you come here, mm. literally, if you are an Ashkenazi Orthodox Jew, or you just came out of IUIC, mm. you can find a place right here. Yeah. If you want to bow and bend, you can do that. If you want to... Pump your fist and, you know, uh, may the most, most high in Christ bless. Mm. Do you. Yes. Be you. And there's not too many places that allow you to express your culture, even within our religion. Yes. Which is sad because we have mm. a lot of Ethiopian brothers and sisters who go to the land and they're forced to be Ashkenazi. They're forced to be Sephardic. They mm. can no longer be Ethiopian. Yeah. That's that's sad. That is sad. You know, there's, there's people even in this way in America. Like if I go to a synagogue... Uh, unfortunately, a European synagogue, I'm forced to do whatever they're doing. I can't express my culture within that place. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm glad we have a place where you can express your culture because we're not going to define you by what you look like. We're going to define you by what Torah says you Mm. are. And that's a a child of the creator. Yes. So hallelujah to that. So 
Lastly, um, okay. again, your, your book is available on Amazon. So anybody who wants to get it is Deconstructing Race by Kelly Vonner. Uh, what is the biggest takeaway you want people mm. to, what is the biggest thing you want people to take away okay. when they read your book? Gotcha. Um, I would say, number one, human knowledge is not divine. Mm. So we need divine knowledge, which is in his Torah. Yeah. Um, we live in a society that's bent on keeping us divided. Uh, this is their norm. We see yeah. it over and over again. But there is a kingdom that is coming yeah. uh, that uh, will last forever. So all of this that we see is temporal. Uh, this system will not withstand the fire of God, period. Mm, um, also, you know, um, we have inherited lies. We have to acknowledge that. We have to come to the realization that we have inherited lies that keep us distracted and they keep us in bondage. Um, and lastly, the social constructs of this world will have no bearing in the world to come. Gotcha. That's really good. That's really good. So uh, I thank you, Kelly, for uh, coming on Jacob C. Podcast. I've, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> if you guys haven't listened, uh, her, her husband, uh, Jeremy Vonner, was on this podcast uh, a few episodes back uh, just talking about, you know, history and the mystery Babylonian system. Mm. So one day I'm going to have to get you and oh him on the same goodness. episode. And that's just going to be, uh, we're going to break the internet or something. I don't know. Uh, but again, thank you for being on this uh, podcast. Uh, everybody, again, this is Kelly Vonner. Her book, Deconstructing Race, is available on Amazon right now for your purchase. Um, also tell them, if you want to, the uh, the addresses of uh, each of uh, the church's locations, um, uh, yeah, if you want to, if you have absolutely. those uh, available. Um, so if you are a Torah follower, um, and you again, if you're in West Tennessee or if you're in Southwest Missouri, um, Restoring the Branches is there. Yes, so. and so in... Humboldt. We are 2448 Easton Drive in Humboldt, Tennessee. And if you come to Carruthersville on the first or third Saturday, we're at 401 East 14th Street. Gotcha. And, and what's the uh, name of the assembly there? Because I know it's not Restoring the Branch. Yes. Um, it is Greater <laughs> Mount Carmel. Greater Mount Carmel. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, praise y'all. And uh, and may God bless you in your future endeavors. And again, we got to get your husband on here with you. And the <laughs> next time you write another book, you will be right here on yes. JFC Podcast. So, uh, again, this is Kelly Devonner yes. uh, right here. It's the only place you can uh, get this interview, guys. So uh, share this with 10 people that you know. Um, and may God bless you. May God keep you. Shalom, be good. shalom. Thank shalom. you. No problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. As I told you. This was going to be a very, very special episode. Um, I hope you guys got a lot out of it. I hope you guys um, learned a lot uh, from this episode. I hope what you take away from this episode is that we should no longer be uh, people who just blindly follow or blindly believe things uh, without uncritical, uh, just uncritical, uncritically uh, accept information that's given to us, especially when it comes to culture. Um, I hope we understand that race is a very a social construct uh, that was created by those in majority culture. Um, that seek to divide and rule the world um, uh, through division and through hate and to all these different things. Um, I also hope that you glean that you can be and celebrate who God made you. Um, so whatever your culture is, please celebrate that. If you're a Hebrew Israelite, celebrate that. Um, if you want to go deeper and find your own tribe, if you are 
uh, 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 Ebo, if you're Airway, if you're uh, Yaruba, if you're Falusha, uh, my Latin brothers and sisters, if you're Brazilian, if you're Cuban, uh, whatever it may be, whatever your culture is, celebrate that. Be glad that the creator uh, allowed you to be born in such a rich and beautiful culture, whatever that culture may be. And don't let anybody try to divide you and separate you from that and make you assimilate into something that you Uh, culture that you were not born into celebrate and love the person that the most high made you well listen family uh that's it again um if you haven't followed us on social media please follow us on instagram at jacob c12 uh search jacob c12 podcast on facebook um if you haven't subscribed to this podcast please subscribe to this podcast share it to 10 people um that you may know um and as always family uh seek the truth live it out and inform others shalom Thank you.